So this little live is all about fear-mongering. Now, you know I'm in the disaster management field, and I subscribe to a lot of other people's information. And just yesterday, I just appalled me of how much fear-mongering these people are throwing out there in order to sell their products, their services, their devices, their information, because it's absolutely unnecessary. So what is fear-mongering? And I'm going to read it off of an Oxford Dictionary. It's the action of intentionally trying to make people afraid of something when this is not necessary or reasonable. Now, I do understand that fear is at the top of everyone's mind or everyone's afraid of something, but a responsible, educated individual does not need to be afraid to actually do something they should be doing. That's about preparing yourself and your loved ones for emergencies and disasters that may come into your life. Now, as the founder of a responsible emergency management company, I feel it's my duty to discuss this with you and why I do not do fear-mongering. Now, I know some people say, well, you're fear-mongering right now, Daniel. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm educating people on what fear-mongering is. And I'm sure each and every one of you have seen somewhere sometime in your email a fear-mongering headline. And I've got a couple. I'm going to read just a couple of them to you. Um, invisible killer, silent epidemic set to sweep across the nation. Ooh, yeah, pretty bad. Flesh-eating disease outbreak. Is your family at risk? Yeah, not good. Zombie virus alert. Government scientists rush to defend the cure to or rush to find a cure. Now, here's an interesting thing about these headlines. You can go take this headline and Google search it, and you're going to find a negative truth in it somewhere. Yes, there might be a, uh, a I don't know, a five or ten year old article that was written on it, but there's still some negative truth in there. So why do I refuse fear mongering? Well, that's not who I am for one thing. I, I don't really need to. I don't want to make you fearful and make that a reason for you to uh, buy my courses or my services or, or get trained in protecting your family. It's, it's, it's not beneficial to you or me. And it does a couple of things. It doesn't build trust. If the only reason that I can get you to come look at what I have is by making you afraid of your life, there's no trust there. That's very disgenuous. So I'm not going to do that. Informed decision-making. Okay, so if we're wrapped up in fear and we're emotionally distraught about something, there is no informed decision-making going on. Okay, we're making a momentary decision based on an immediate thought process going on in our own mind about the worst thing that could possibly happen. And that's not positive. It really isn't. Um, another reason, community resilience. Imagine if everybody in your community is running around afraid is there going to be any connection with the community? Is there going to be any resilience within the community? And I, and I bring this up, uh, you know, from I've lived in Florida for 20 plus years, and every year is hurricane season. And every year we get the people who have done nothing all year long, knowing they live in Florida, freaking out, fearful in the grocery store, having fights over gallons of water because they were not bright enough to make a plan ahead of time. Do we need our community like that all the time? No, we do not. So, so why should you avoid fear-mongering? Now, you understand my stance on it, and you need to be cautious and informed about what kind of information you're seeking. 
there are solutions out there for you as a consumer. And you need to refrain from fear-mongering or reacting to an emotional fear-mongering push for several reasons. One, the information might not be totally accurate. Like I said earlier, and if you read the blog here, there's a whole list of um, headlines. And if you go look at some of these headlines, and I have, they're dated. They're very dated. They could be five years. The information based on the headline could be five, six years old. Okay? Not all of them are, but some are. So there's not necessarily very accurate information. There's panic buying. That's right. I just mentioned that. All the people going to the grocery store are panicking over toilet paper. Oh, my God, I need toilet paper. Yeah, you know, if you were prepared ahead of time, you wouldn't be the panic thinker. Yeah, that's right. You would not be panicking if you were prepared ahead of time. But most people are not for some reason, and I'm not going to get into that. Another reason is emotional manipulation. That's right. Now, we see it all the time where people try to emotionally manipulate people to get what they want. Our politicians do it. Um, media does it. The news. They're fear mongers totally. Um, people are trying to say something. Yeah, that's how this all started. So, so there's a thing to think about. If someone's trying to emotionally manipulate you, whose best interests are they working on? It's not yours. It's their best interest. That's why they're doing it, because you're going to pay them something. They want your money, honey. Now, one very important thing is there is a disregard for long-term planning. That's right. When we're looking at disaster management, we're looking at a broad, a long-term, all right? You've heard me say many times, you know, um, we're going to be given this world to our children. One of these days, we will not be here. That's right, mom, dad, you will not be here one day. You're going to die. There's nothing you can do about that. So what are you going to do to prepare your children to take forward and move forward? This is the long-term planning. If we teach our children to be emotionally distraught every time they hear something from somebody, we are not doing the best by them. All right, we need now emotions are good. I'm not going to say they're not. They're very good to have. They make they keep us alive and they're wonderful. You know, I love my children. I love my daughters. I love my friends. But living in an emotional output all the time is just not healthy. It isn't. We sometimes we need to use this, not this. So there's a couple of things I'll look at. Um, Start your plan. If you don't have a plan of action yet, I'm going to ask you why. I mean, depending on where you live, you might should have already had a plan, and you probably have deep down in your reptile brain there. You know you do. So why haven't you done it? What are you ignoring? What is that emotional trigger happening to you that keeps you afraid from doing it? Are you becoming emotionally disrupt thinking about it? Could be. Well, then that means you need some true and valid information. You need to get your information without the emotions. There's a few things you can do to get started. The first thing you can do is assess your risk. What is it that's in your neighborhood, in your community that is at risk? Now, the easiest way to do this is contact your local office of emergency management. That's right. Every county and city has one and ask them what are the risks they're preparing for. And that'll give you an idea maybe of what you should prepare for. Now, depending on where you live, you already know it. If you live in Florida, the Gulf Coast, um, the lower southern eastern seaboard, you know it's hurricanes. This time of year is hurricane season. If you live on the far left coast, you know it's earthquakes, which don't happen every day, but they do. Actually, they are happening every day. They're just small. But there's the wildfires. Okay, so uh, civil unrest, that's a big one too. So depending on where you live, you probably already know what the risks are. Confirm that and start looking at how you can protect yourself, your family, your loved ones, and your property. 
Now, everyone says it all the time, build a plan. Come on, have a plan. Now, we talk about this all the time, have a plan. Now, if you need to know how to build a plan, I can help you. That's right. You can DM me. You can email me, um, Daniel, at emergencyactionplanning.com. I will hook you up with a plan of action to get you started. Another thing is build a kit. That's right. That water, that toilet paper, all that stuff you're going to need when the grocery store is depleted from all the people who are emotionally disrupt and freaking out and panic buying because they have no plan. Don't be that person. And finally, just educate yourself. That's right. What's wrong with an education? Did you know that intelligent people stay educated? That's right. Stupid people don't. That's right. So let's think about this. If you're a smart individual, and I'm hoping you are, I'm thinking you are, you're going to educate yourself on the information I've given you. If you've come this far, you haven't turned off, you have an attention span broader than a goldfish, and you're probably thinking about something you could or should do, start educating yourself on the process. So in conclusion here, uh, in disaster management, there's no room for fear mongering. Yes, there is some fear. You need to have that fear. That's what's kept us alive as a species for so long. Understanding that there is a lion, a tiger, or bear in the woods somewhere and they want to eat us. Okay, got it. So, but understanding that and knowing how to deal with it is not something that you need to have emotionally wrapped up in. Okay, so make informed decisions. Build trust within your community. Prioritize the long-term planning take essential actions to outfit yourself, your family and your loved ones so that you can actually be prepared for those things that may be coming into your life the next time. This is Daniel. I want you all to stay informed and stay safe.